You're going to hear today and over the weekend more about this former Fox News host, Tucker Carlson. I don't know whether you know much about Tucker Carlson. He used to have his own talk show on Fox, and he got the punt. And um, anyway, Tucker Carlson, it's well known, uh, has a lot of time for the um, president of uh, Russia, Vladimir Putin. He also has a lot of time for Donald Trump. And for some reason, Tucker Carlson has been granted an interview with the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, in Moscow. Carlson said earlier on his news station, X, that he wanted to do the interview because Americans have a right to know all they can about a war that they're implicated in. Now, it's Putin's first one-on-one interview with a Western journalist since the full-scale war in Ukraine. Two years now, can you believe it? And Tucker Carlson believes that the West has the right to the truth. Now, there are two American journalists incarcerated in Russia who tried to broadcast the truth, and they were arrested. So this has got me scratching my head a little bit. So there's one thing. The other thing is that, as you know, earlier in the week, in Gaza, Hamas proposed a three-stage ceasefire. They wanted it to go for 135 days, and they said, look, we'll release all the hostages. But Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli Prime Minister, said no. He knocked it straight on the head, and he thought the proposal was stupid. He rejected the Hamas ceasefire deal, and that deal, according to Hamas would have ensured the return of hostages still held in Gaza. Netanyahu has renewed a pledge to destroy Hamas. He says there's no alternative for Israel but to bring about the collapse of Hamas. So there's a fair bit to talk about this morning. And uh, Dr. Keith Souter joins us on the telephone right now. Dr. Keith, probably on on your way to to Sunrise on Channel 7, gosh, you should just live there. You're you're there nearly every day, Dr. Keith. What a week, eh? Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Morning, Luke. Good morning. Let's talk about Tucker Carlson. Who is he and why is he doing this and why has Putin said, yes, I understand the interview's been done, it's been recorded? Yep. So Tucker Carlson, uh, as you say, was a very influential broadcaster um in the end he just became too controversial and so fox sacked him uh, he was caught up with the election denying scandal uh, claiming that donald trump really won the election and uh, the fox outfit paid so much money in compensation uh, that they decided, look, we just can't afford to have Tucker Carlson making these claims again. Loose cannon. So, so he's now um, an independent journalist. He broadcasts through X, pre- previously known as Twitter. Um, he is in Moscow, he says, at his own expense, with quite a big uh, camera crew, interviewing uh, Putin. Um, it, the preliminary statement that he made, which was full of lies, um, mm. He gave the impression that um, none of the Western journalists have tried to interview Putin, and BBC and CNN have issued denials already, um, saying that they have tried in the last two years to interview Putin, uh, but uh, Putin won't agree to it. So the reason I think that Putin has agreed to Tucker Carlson is that he's expecting to get a fairly smooth ride 
from Tucker Carlson. Carlson has already expressed support for Putin over Ukraine and other policies. Putin is appealing to the right wing of the American political spectrum because of what one might call traditional family values. And so Putin, although he's an authoritarian and a former communist, nonetheless reaffirms the value of the importance of traditional family structure, etc., and all that that means in the culture wars. And so Putin is making it quite clear that he wants Donald Trump to win in November. Mm. Tucker Carlson is a supporter of Donald Trump. Therefore, he's um, very happy to be interviewed by Donald by Tucker Carlson, and this this is going to be a huge propaganda effort by Putin. Why would Vladimir Putin want Donald Trump re-elected? Oh, Donald Trump will immediately stop funding for Ukraine. Um, this is why so many of members of the foreign policy establishments in the United States are so critical of Donald Trump at the moment. Trump would stop the funding for Ukraine. Um, and would just simply allow the Russians to hold on to the territory that they've currently got, perhaps increase it a little bit more. He doesn't want to be involved in foreign policy, uh, and he's got a soft spot for Vladimir Putin um, because he's another authoritarian, so that they sort of think in the same way. So Trump is Putin's biggest supporter wow. in the same way that Biden will be Putin's biggest critic. Has Vladimir Zelensky spoken face-to-face with Donald Trump? I just wonder what their conversation was. Um, Zelensky hasn't spoken to Trump for a while. Mm. Um, Zelensky has no very poor relations with Trump. Mm. Um, and so he's in a, a difficult situation if Trump does get re-elected in November. Um, it means, basically, that the Russians have won the war in Ukraine. I might just say, though, Luke, I just want to get a point in, that it's worth bearing in mind that uh, the, the military situation in Ukraine is currently very interesting. There's a tendency to talk about the stalemate, which is developed in terms of the land warfare um, on the eastern end of Ukraine, um, the so-called spring offensive, which Ukraine hoped would liberate their country, failed. Um, but it's worth bearing in mind that um, there's a new Ukraine military doctrine underway being very heavily reliant upon drone warfare. And we've seen staggering examples of successes by the Ukrainians. What they're doing is saying, well, we're just going to hold that eastern front line. We can't push the the Russians out. Um, We're not going to let them go any further west, but we'll keep that stalemate. In the meantime, they're flying these drones over the top of the Russian lines. Mm. Uh, Some of them are getting as far as St. Petersburg, and blowing up oil refineries, disrupting um, supply of energy through parts of of Russia. Uh, They've also been able to clear the Black Sea Mm. um, on the western side of the Black Sea because they've got these little drones, which are like little toy boats. Yes. Except they've got bombs on them. Yes. And they sail them into the warships. Now, the warships can attack other warships, but they can't fire down uh, these little toy boats heading towards them. So these little remote-controlled boats are fighting a huge fleet. It's amazing, isn't it? And so the the Russians have had to move their their naval uh, fleet across to the eastern side of the Black Sea, which means that um, Ukraine has now created a corridor down the western side of the Black Sea, which enables it to start re-exporting grain. It's back to exporting grain today, probably at the same level before it was February 
of two years ago before the Russian invasion. So the Ukrainians are certainly getting the runs on the board. They, 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 they put too much attention on the spring offensive, which became a summer offensive and then stalemated. But in the meantime, they're changing the nature of warfare through the use of drones and are beginning to have a real impact on the Russians. Dr. Keith Suter is with us. When will we get to see the Tucker Carlson interview? And I'm very keen to hear what you think of it after you've seen it. Sure. Well, it'll be in the next couple of days. So by the time we speak next, Luke, we'll have it probably on the air. That'd be great. I'd need to talk to you then. Before I move on to something else, you were mentioning that Vladimir Putin finds Donald Trump an ally of such because he wants to get out of the Ukraine. He doesn't not interested in foreign policy. Trump would also have to be looking at the polls of the people of America. What what do the the folks in the United States, the voters, what do they think about the the conflict in Ukraine? Do they support American support? They do support the American resistance to Russia. Uh, they're, they're very worried about the Americans getting bogged down in a new Middle Eastern war, uh, particularly youngsters, but they certainly are supportive of the Ukrainian struggle. Because Trump's going to have to look at that. Well, he would do if he's got any sense, but the problem is that I don't think he has. I think I'm just so glad I'm not his election manager because he's, <laughs> he's not do- doing enough to break out of his little um, ghetto of support. You know, he's got a core of support that's rock solid but that's not enough to get him over the line he's got to be able to reach out now to the to moderates and and try to draw them into his camp um it's very interesting to look at the voting figures of republicans of all the republicans who didn't vote for trump in the primary elections and a big missing contingent are what are called the country club Republicans. Mm. In other words, the Republican Party was traditionally drawn from people who were well-educated and they were wealthy. Um, and they would then spend time at these grand country clubs, as they're called. Um, under Trump, he's changed the demographics of the Republican Party, so it's a much more... a Republican Party, so it's much more of a working-class mm. party. In mm. other words, he's taken the blue-collar workers away from the Democrats and put them into the Republicans. But their bosses, the country club Republicans, they want to mix with them, and they're the ones who aren't voting for Trump. So Trump has certainly brought in new people, but lost some of the traditional Republican voters, plus the fact that he's losing suburban women, who are an important electoral uh, category as well. So it's by no means assured he's going to win in November. I I keep moving back and forth. You know, there are times when I look at the frailty of Biden, I thought, oh, no one's going to vote for him. But then I look at Trump and the errors that he's making. <laughs> the, yeah. the risk, of course, for both candidates is that their traditional supporters will just simply not bother to turn up to vote at all. They'll just go, I can't be bothered. Uh, yeah. Um, Dr. Keith Souter is with us. Do- Dr. Keith, earlier this week, um, there was big news out of Gaza. Hamas put forward a plan for a new ceasefire. And along with that came a hostage release deal. Um, the Israel Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, knocked it on the head straight away. He said it was delusional. Why did Israel knock it back? Well, because um, Benjamin Netanyahu wants to continue the campaign in an unrelenting fashion. They're about halfway through the Gaza Strip. They want to go on to the bottom end of the Gaza Strip. Uh, but Hamas are looking for a way of having a bit of a rest. 
but also, ironically, so are members of the Israeli Defense Force. Mm. They wouldn't mind a ceasefire of some sort for a while as well, um, just simply to, to regather. Remember, a lot of those soldiers are reservists. They've got jobs that they've That's got to get right. back to. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but Netanyahu is determined to keep the, the battle going, and so he's turned down uh, all the negotiations that have been underway in the last few days. Keith, did he do the right thing? Um, Should he have taken well, the I'm deal? In favor of a, I'm in favour of a ceasefire. I'm very worried about the number of people who are being killed. And there would have been so hostages released. Uh, is there any guarantee that all those uh, Israeli Jewish hostages are still alive, though? No, well, we know some of them have died. Hmm. Uh, even the Israelis are admitting that they think that some of them have, have perished hmm. in those tunnels hmm. with all the fighting that's going on above their heads. So... Um, it, I, I'm not sure how many will actually get out alive. I, I try to encourage people by talking about Corporal Shalit. 20 years ago, he, he was captured. He spent five years in those tunnels, mm. um, but ultimately was released and is living a, a satisfactory life back in Israel. Um, so it is possible to survive in those tunnels, but the fighting is now so violent that I think that a lot of people in those tunnels will just perish because of all the accidental use of all the warfare that's oh, going it's, on. It's unbelievable, isn't it? All right, Keith, it's the end of a week and the beginning of a new week. We'll see <laughs> We'll see you on Channel 7 Sunrise tomorrow, Saturday for sure. And, Keith, we'll talk next week, yeah? Indeed, thank you. Please let me know as soon as you see the Tucker Carlson interview. Please let us know your thoughts.